legal reasons, I have to say, music heard on the Sean Boyles podcast, I do not have the rights to, and I am not trying to make any money off of other people's material. Thank you, and on with the show. It's the Sean Boyles Podcast. Music, comedy, drums, life. Hey, you dirties. What's up? How goes it? How goes it? You know... Let the kids trick-or-treat, really. Just let them trick-or-treat, because they're wearing masks. They're wearing masks, most of them. And the ones that aren't, you know, give them COVID candy. I don't know. What's up, dirties? It's your boy. It's Sean Boyles. Um, Technical difficulties. I think my mixer is taking a shit. I got all my sound running into the mixer, and then it goes into the thing and goes into the thing. And so uh, last episode, there was some sound issues. I thought it was a bad chord. Replace the chord. It's not. It's actually the jacks on the actual mixer. I've had this mixer, though, for fucking 15 years, if not longer. But these things are virtually indestructible. But obviously, that's not the case. And it's given me fits and fiddles. There's fucking static. And sometimes I hear it. Sometimes I don't hear it. I see it on the EQ, flipping and flopping. Right now, I don't even know if... Well, I hear myself, so I think I'm okay. Um, we're going to see what happens, folks. Um, we're going to see what happens. If it gets shitty, I'll just fucking pull the plug, and you might not get a podcast this week. How about that? Um, and um, right out of the gate, I want to apologize for my ignorance. That's right. I'm apologizing for my ignorance. I had said, now, uh, I got to give props where props are due. Um, uh, my good friend, Garsha, sent me a text and um, said, I'm glad this isn't a sports uh, podcast because you totally fucked up the whole NBA season thing. Um <laughs> Because I aren't smart and I don't pay attention. But like I said, I don't watch any games. I didn't. So apparently, the the when they got back to uh, playing ball, it was like to start the playoffs. They were basing everything off of the season that had started and stopped. Um, and so that's what you got. And you knew that, right? You knew that when I said it. You didn't need me saying shit. But then I said it anyway, like I knew something. I didn't know shit. I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. And, um, but at the same time, it's like, why did you do that? Why did you try to make a season happen when you took that long of a break? Like all teams momentums get all fucked up and, and, uh, you know, that's all, that's all important shit. You know what I mean? How a team is vibing with each other and going into playoffs and, and championships and, and, and the like. So, um, now nah, you fucked up NBA. You fucked up. Baseball, eh, your season was a little wonky too, wasn't it? Anyway, um, or was it wonky? I don't know. How did they do it? It's a shortened thing. It should have an a- I don't give a shit. Put an asterisk by the season. I don't care. But that's a, so maybe I just don't talk about sports because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. That would probably be the way to do it. Um, yeah, man, sorry if this thing sounds wonky. I'm going to... See if I can do some sort of something. Maybe I just got to get a new mixer. Maybe that's what's the. Maybe that's what's in the cards. A new mixer. Um, all right, let's uh, recap what happened. So Saturday. Um, actually, let's uh, start with Thursday. So Thursday, I did the podcast last week, right? That's when I do it. I always do it Thursday night, or I try to do it Thursday night, so it's out late, late, late Thursday night into Friday morning. You get a new podcast on Friday morning. That's usually how it goes. Um, I didn't talk about this last week. Uh, I made a post about it on the Facebook. But I didn't talk about how... um, So last Thursday, earlier that morning, I had got up super early. 
to meet a um, so this is a uh, continuing saga of my broken down truck and what has happened with that. So um, last Thursday I had my final goodbye with the truck, and I probably didn't mention it last week because it kind of I don't know I I was emotional about it. I was emotional about losing that truck. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know the story. Um, I acquired that truck from my father after he had passed away and, um, you know, so I'm driving around in the thing, I get in it, it reminds me of the old man, you know? So anyway, I just, all my life so far, everything I've driven, I've only had, I've only owned two vehicles. I've only owned two vehicles. I owned a 69 Chevy C10 truck pickup. It was a step side. I got that for my 15th birthday. My father bought that for me, and we fixed it up, spent a year getting that thing dialed in. By uh, the second week of my junior year in high school, I'm driving that thing to school. It was very, that thing, and I drove it for a very, very long time. In fact, I replaced everything on that truck once, if not twice, including the body. Now you're asking, hey, Sean, how do you re- how do you replace a body on a vehicle? I don't know because I don't remember. <laughs> it was a uh, so I drove it for a long time. I got in a wreck and it sat for a little while. And had a neighbor say, hey, what are you doing with your truck? And I was like, I don't know. I'm still pouting about it. He's like, I have a short bed fleet side body that will fit on your step side frame. It's the same. It's the same frame. So I said, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. So, you know, there was a weekend of truck carcasses all over a driveway as we swapped uh, bodies, basically. I took everything that was on my truck off and out, including, you know, engines. And, I mean, it was a fucking, we did it all in one weekend. We had a few guys all working on it. And uh, and we made it happen. So, um, and then I drove it for like another, I don't know, 15 years or something as uh as a short bed fleet side. Uh, but it started to, and again, three engines, a, um, uh, we, uh, first thing we did was swap the transition, uh, transmission out, uh, went from a three on the tree to a automatic, um, did all kinds of stuff. I mean, like I said, everything had been replaced once, if not twice, sometimes three times in the, um, uh, as far as an engine goes, I was on my third engine on that thing by the time I let it go. And it started making weird noises and I didn't know what to do. I was tired of putting money into it. And I just, and my, my nephew who was turning 15, I thought, you know what? I'm going to give it to him. His father, my brother-in-law had worked on it more than anybody else anyway. And he always said, Hey, if you ever get rid of this truck, uh, you know, I would love to have it. So it was a way for me to kind of keep it in the family. And I've told this story, I think before. Uh, because I told a little while ago when I saw the truck online with uh, my brother-in-law's son, um, my nephew's uh, half-brother, uh, was towing a car with it. And and I asked him, I was like, dude, is that my truck? He's like, yeah, they got it running. So anyway, the, the old truck is out on the road. It's doing fine. And I'm going to get it back one of these days. <laughs> but um, so when I gave it to my nephew, I took over my father's truck because he had just passed away. So the time, you know, like I kind of made that decision after he had passed away. I'm like, well, shit, this truck's fucking not doing me any good. Let me get rid of this one. Give it to my nephew. Let me take my father's truck. And then I got a newer vehicle that should last me a while until I get it together to get my own thing. That, that while came, uh, the thing broke down. I couldn't afford to get it fixed. There was too many problems with it that, um, you know, more problems than I was able to fuck with. So, uh, last Thursday I set up to donate it and there was, uh, texts and emails back and forth confirming this, confirming that. And I had to meet a guy at six 30 in the morning in the shopping center parking lot where I left it. And, uh, and they towed it and they towed it away. And so I said goodbye to the 2001 Dodge Dakota sport. Sayonara, see you later. Thank you for your service. And uh, now I got a 2002 Astro Van, Chevy Astro Van with a ladder rack 
Shout out to Jose Gonzalez for selling that to me and letting me make payments for a uh, decent price. And so that's uh, that's the work vehicle now. That's what we're doing. That's what's going on. Um, so it's just weird for me now to drive something that has no connection to my father. All my life, that's what I've driven. I've driven cars that had this connection to the old man, and and now that is not the case. So uh, here I am driving this white van with a ladder rack, and it's cool. I, I actually dig it. I dig it. It's uh, got power. It goes down the street and makes noise and uh, gets my paint equipment to the jobs. and Yippity-skippity. It's all good. We're uh, we're doing good things. I took fucking monster ladders to a job this week. Put them up on the rack. Bungee corded them together. Headed on down the road. So uh, we're off and running. And it is kind of cool to show up with this van because, uh, you know, the truck was great. But I am showing up in a truck. It's blue. And whatever, you know, it, it shouldn't matter. But I show up with this thing. It's all white as the ladder racks. It looks like a, you know, a, a, a tradesman's vehicle. So I sort of feel a little bit more uh, legit. A little, um, I don't know, a little better about uh, about going to jobs and, and, and uh, doing the thing. So, uh, so ta-da! We got a thing. So that's, uh, that was Thursday. That was last Thursday. And then we did the podcast and then I was promoting the back lounge show. This was my first produced show, uh, since the pandemic. There has been little to no comedy. There's been little outdoor things popping up here and there. I've done one or two. I did the drive-in things, but this was going to be like, a dive bar show that was still outside but still had dive bar vibe and could feel a little bit like a dive bar comedy show. And uh, I put it together. I was asked by Phil Demmel from Machine Head, formerly a Machine Head. This is his bar that he owns in Dublin. And uh, I got to say, man, I it, from Saturday to probably halfway through Tuesday – I was still on a fucking good, good high because of how well that show went. Uh, it had been a while since we I'd been able to produce a show, and I was a little. I was. I gotta. I gotta admit, I was. I'm not gonna say that I was nervous, but I was definitely um, anxious. There was some anxiety. How was I going to, you know, can I, hosting a show, there's different chops in hosting a show versus, you know, just being on a comedy show and just ripping your set or whatever. Even though as a host, I still got to rip a set, but at the same time, I got to sort of set the ground rules for what you're going to witness as an audience member and what you're going to, you know, there's certain, I don't know, protocol, I don't know what to call it. There's a, you know, just a certain way you got to do it so that, you know, you can let them know that, hey, this is a comedy show, but yet at the same time that where you're the, uh, you're the host. So you're not that you got authority, but you kind of got a little bit of authority of how shit's running. You know what I mean? Uh, but I did have the luxury of uh, Phil actually uh, announcing me and welcoming everybody to a comedy show at his place. It was the first one we were doing. And the goal was if it did well, that we would just continue to do them and we'll do them, you know, probably once a month. And it was, it went off very well. Every comic just murdered. I mean, I, um, so I opened up the set, opened up the show. Like I said, Phil introduced me. I go up there. Um, I thank him. I thank the place. Uh, I thank the crowd for showing up because people were showing up. This is important. People were showing up to this bar for this comedy show. Not, you know, not that there was uh, the people that I booked on the show has have a following and they were coming to see a specific comic, anything like that. Nothing like that was really going on. But people that have frequent this bar saw the flyers for a comedy show, 
saw Facebook posts, whatever they saw, and were caught like the bartenders. Wednesday, my friend who was a bartender there who wasn't even supposed to work that night but got called into work. She said she was going to come down anyway, whether the fucking uh, she was going to be there to witness the show no matter what. So she said people were calling uh, like throughout the week asking about the comedy show and how it was going to go down and what, you know. So, uh, and then there was calls earlier that day. So like a comedy show in this part was anticipated and that's super important because that means people showed up to witness a comedy show as opposed to a comedy show happening in a bar where the patrons go, Hey, what the fuck's going on? What, what is this? You know, what, Oh, people are going to try to be funny. Nah, fuck that. I, I want to, that's the other thing. There was a fucking world series game on like Saturday was a game was game four or five. I don't fucking know, but there was a game. <laughs> There was a game on, and, uh, you know, so, my, you know, people were probably going to go down to the bar and go watch the game, you know, and um, they had to deal with a comedy show. But 90%, 95% of the people that were there were there for the comedy show, and just having that is super, super important for a comedy show. You go to a comedy club, you're going to a comedy club. You're expecting a comedy show because you're at a comedy club. You're there to laugh. If you go to a dive bar... There's other things going on. Maybe you want to play fucking darts or maybe you want to play the jukebox or maybe you want to play some pool, any of those kinds of things. Or maybe you just want to hang out with some friends and have a few drinks. A comedy show being sort of sprung on you, eh, you know, as a patron, maybe that's not the thing you're into. But when people show up to a dive bar because there's a comedy show, then you got something. Then you can put on a show and people are into it, and they're going to be vibing with it, and they're there to laugh. And that's what the most important thing about what I'm trying to get at. People showed up ready to laugh. So just my little spiel at the beginning that I usually do at a show, especially when it's not a comedy club and people aren't expecting a comedy club sort of vibe, I got I to gotta lay down the ground rules. And so I do that. I'm like, hey, you know, don't, you know, don't disrupt the show. If you think you're, you got a little... You know, you think you want to add to the show by throwing out your little witty comment because, hey, I'm funny and I can say a little funny thing to help this show along. Don't keep your mouth shut. That's I, I, I sort of say that at the beginning of most of my shows, especially when they're in bars. Um, and it sort of sets a tone. Let's everybody know, hey, you know, there's probably not some bouncer guy here that's going to tell me to stop talking. But at the same time, I should be respectful of the art that is stand up anyway. So I I announced that and I go into my set, my opening set, and I'm kill I did I was so stoked. The joke that I've been talking about that I've been working on, I finally got it down. And this is the first time I was able to do it the way I've been wanting to do it. I probably still didn't do it all the way hundred percent, but I got it about eighty-five percent there enough for to get some good, good laughs in the way, like I said, I have it written down and I think I said it pretty close. Of course, I couldn't fucking record my set, which I should have done, but I didn't get a chance to do that because my phone ends up being the jukebox for the night so I can... Anyway, there's a fucking... There's shit going on. I probably should get a different setup so I can record the set. But anyway, I... Um, you know, we did our normal thing. We have music as guys walk up. I told all the comics to... Um, to bring their own mics so we can be safe. So nobody's putting their spittles into a mic and then the ne next person grabs it and their spittles there and maybe they can catch a thing if you're infected or whatever. None of these fuckers brought their own mics. <laughs> so uh, I had two mics and I was trying to swap them in and out and try to, you know, I kept one for myself that I didn't let anybody else use and then everybody else had to share the other one. But I tried to, you know... Well, I didn't do anything to fucking make it safer for anybody, so that's my bad. We'll try to do that in the future. But, um, well, yeah, Sarah, uh, Sarah uh, GM Bruno was on, and if she's on, then you got to have her boyfriend Nate Spears on. <laughs> I say that disparagingly, only as a joke. Uh, so Sarah had a great opening set. I gave Nate a guest set. He did great, fucking all off the top of his head, which was fucking awesome. Um, James Edward Gleason. I cannot say enough fucking awesome words about this fucking maniac, James Edward Gleason. He just comes in hot and he doesn't stop. Like, he's one of those comics that, like, it's so rapid fire. He just goes and goes. He doesn't even give you time 
to like his he has a punchline to a joke but he says it so fast and it's buried in there and he moves on to the next thing it's just boom 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 and you will laugh at a joke and you will miss three punchlines because you've been laughing at the fucking the the one thing that got you you know what i mean like and he doesn't give a fuck either he just bang 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 rapid fire it's so fucking great and it's just a high energy and i just love putting him on my shows and he always rips and uh, and then Teddy Hull came up, and Teddy's a little bit more subdued. He's a little bit more chill, but just had just gnarly material that he had been working on, and it just it, it just hit just right. Got everybody going and laughing good about some gnarly subjects, and then uh, and then Mean Dave, uh, my online nemesis and uh, comic friend, um, and just friend, just good good guy, um, but online nemesis. Um, he. Uh, had a great headlining set and uh, and the tip pass the tip jar around. That thing filled up great. I was able to pay everybody substantially uh, from the tip jar, and everybody went home happy. And like I said, I kind of rode on a high for the next you know two, three, four days uh, about doing a comedy show and having it be successful and everybody be into it and happy and smiles all around. Not a negative fucking word was said. Uh, about the show and again i kind of give you a warning and say hey put your fucking helmets on you're gonna hear some shit you know and uh, it just it it was nice it was really very nice very satisfying and uh we did good enough that we're gonna do it again uh november 21st saturday november 21st back lounge we are back we got pete muñoz headlining and Ivy Cordova featuring who else is on that? Uh, I've got it all booked already. Uh, uh, Josh Argyle from the North Bay and Jason Cole, and maybe we'll throw on a couple extra folks for funsies. Uh, so yeah, if you're hearing this and you're in the area, come out, man. Don't be scared. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Try to stay away. There's a big fucking parking lot. You can literally stand out in the parking lot and tailgate and hear the show and be far enough away from people that you don't feel like you're going to get anybody's ick. Um, but then again, it's a bar, people are drinking and then they forget that, Hey, you know, we're supposed to be staying away from you. So I had a few people like in my face talking, which made me feel a little uncomfortable. I gotta be honest. But, um, I've been taking my vitamins. I've been taking my vitamins. So maybe, um, maybe I'll be okay. Maybe there's no ick to get got, but, Still got to be careful, and we're going to try to uh, do the best we can. Do the best we can. Oh, um, we had a mouse as I switched subjects suddenly. We had a mouse in the house. A mouse in the house. Uh, the underbelly here, the studio apartment that me and my wife share. Our dwelling underneath our landlord's house. Had a mouse. And I saw him multiple times. She saw him multiple times. This little fucker lived with us for about three weeks. Um, I was, uh, I was, uh, she, what was she doing? She was, she was on a phone call or something. She was, outside and I was inside and I was uh I was trimming some weed we grew so I, I think I talked about this before I, I uh we, we we grew some grew some some had, had some plants this year and uh and uh, it was time to cut them down and let them dry out and then get ready to start trimming them up so I was getting set up to uh, I was sitting on got my little setup there and I was getting ready to start trimming and I saw something move out of the corner of my eye and I look over there's this little ledge uh, that the refrigerator sits on uh, next to a cabinet and that fucker's just sitting like I saw him out of the corner of my eye and I looked over at him as he's like on this little ledge where the where, where underneath the cabinet and, and he's looking at me and I'm looking at him and I'm like hey buddy and then he freaks out and he sh- uh, jumps off the ledge and runs underneath the couch. The couch is right up against our bed. And 
and I lift up the couch to try to see. I can't find, you know, you know, fucking mouses. You know, they're, they're they they slip they slip and dip, Jack. They ain't trying to they ain't trying to they ain't trying to get got. They're uh, they're bobbing and weaving. They're slipping and dipping. All right. So um, I tell the wife, hey, I think we got a mouse. I saw him right here. You know, I didn't. I don't think we got a mouse. We got a fucking mouse, you know. And it had been warm, so we'd had the door open a lot. I think we even slept a couple nights with the door open. So, you know, it's, yeah, some, you know, we don't have a fucking screen door. We got one of them little flappy things with the magnets, the screen that kind of flops open. It isn't like it's sealed all the way around. Easily a mouse can come in through the threshold. A couple times at night, I'd hear a little... Little rustling of whatever, you know, and uh, you know, grab my phone and hit the flashlight to see if I could see anything. Uh, saw him again on that same ledge at another time, uh, and yeah, man, had a mouse, and I didn't really know what I should do. If I should get a trap, should I do some sort of thing and get a humane little thing that kind of traps him in a thing, and then I go let him go, but. If I let him go, does he come back? You know what I mean? So um, I got an old schooler. I got an old school mouse trap slam thing with the spring. And and I set it up and uh, I, I got one in the early part of the day. And then we were going to be gone for the afternoon. By the time I came back in the afternoon, the mouse had been got. So, um, and it was brutal too because like that thing, like, the mouse trap was like upside down and on top of the mouse. So like he got snapped and that thing like did a little flip. So it was a violent death. Quick. I guess I assume quick. I don't think I'm saying I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he struggled. I don't think he was. Uh, I don't think he. Anyway, whatever. It's a fucking mouse. You know what I mean? Little dude. Definitely a mouse and not a rat. I mean, it was a rat. I think we had a more of a more of a problem. But um, I would assume there's little mousy turds underneath my bed. So maybe we gotta flip that thing on its side. There's not enough room to like get it out of the fucking. I guess we just can flip it on its side and just fucking take the whole thing out and do a little sweeping or vacuuming or whatever. But yeah, he was. I think just living underneath the bed. I guess I don't know. I couldn't ever find him. When I try to look, you know, we got them little, you know, them little drawers that lay on the floor and they roll underneath the bed. So, you know, only got two on each side of the bed. So he was probably hanging out in between those. There's plenty of, plenty of safe space for a mousy. And my wife's so cute. She would every time say mousy mouse. So I don't, I don't know what that means or I don't know if that's a literal translation of mouse in Japanese, but she always a mousy mouse. And I was like, oh, that's cute. That woman's just cute. She's awesome. So we had a mouse and we killed the mouse. No more mouse. And I've in it, I gotta be honest, I feel I feel weird about the mouse not being around. And I kind of felt like we had a little another little friend hanging out with us, you know? And now there's no mouse and there was ne- and never any uh, evidence of him getting into the food. There was, you know, so I would assume he's just like living off of crumbs that are hanging out around the garbage can because that seemed to be where he would go. Because um, that's where I put the trap. I put the trap behind the garbage can and that's what got him. So, Senior Mouse, I hope you're all right. <laughs> I was driving through downtown. Well, no, I wasn't downtown Hayward. It was just part of Hayward. I'm getting to the bridge. I've been driving by this thing every day, and I noticed. So this big building, it used to be a uh, used to be a gym. It used to be a um, a 24 hour fitness or some shit like that. It was a, you know it was a, some off brand gym for some years, uh, but it's always been a gym. It's a big open building, and it's always been um, a place where people went and did their exercises. Uh, but they closed that down a while back and um, they're turning it into an auto zone. Um, there is a O'Reilly across the street and there's, I don't know. It's just, I don't, 
do we need another do we need another auto parts store in that area? I don't think so. But the thing that grabbed my attention was this AutoZone is going to be open 24 hours in Hayward. A 24-hour AutoZone. And the only conclusion that I came to is that there are so many tweakers in Hayward that you got to have a fucking... Auto parts store that's open at all hours of the night because tweakers will work on their fucking cars no matter what time of day it is. And you might need a fuel pump at 3 o'clock in the morning for an 85 Nissan and you're going to fucking go and get the fuel pump at the AutoZone. I just thought it was like, why the fuck do you need a 24-hour AutoZone, you fucking tweaks. Hayward is the tweaky fucking town of the East Bay, man. Woo-wee. 24 hours. <laughs> this is fucking insane, insane. Um, what else is going on? Um, Kanye West was on the Joe Rogan podcast this week. Uh, what was that on Saturday? I guess they released it. I finally listened to it. And I, I couldn't listen to it in one shot. I took a couple different tries at listening to it. I'm not a huge fan of Kanye West. And uh, having Con- Kanye West on Rogan was... Uh, he'd been talking about it for months. And they finally made it happen. And... I took, like I said, it took me a couple times to get through it because I just had a hard time trying to follow fucking Kanye West and how he talks and what he talks about and it's all over the place. And Rogan was doing a really, really uh, commendable job at trying to justify how and why Kanye behaves the way he does or talks the way he does and um, like he was just really like um, like say well you do this because of this and blah, blah, you got so many things going on and that's why you're all over the place and you got so many thoughts and you know because you know you're a highly intelligent guy blah 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 and all these things and then you know then, then Kanye like would talk about how he's got this going on and he's like well there's a reason why I'm getting you know these people are want me to work for them or work with them and all this braggadocious kind of stuff. And, you know, okay. As, as an MC, that's a thing, you know, you brag on your shit or whatever and talking about how much money he's got. And he was talking about being in debt and, and all like this, but then, but then again, a bunch of like hyperbole, uh, hyperbole about, like what he's got going on and like a broad stroke. So, and then, and then calling himself a genius and well, these people want to work with me because they know I'm a genius, blah, blah, blah. And I just, that's what made me pause. It made me think about, you know, just how full of shit this guy is. A company. Now they see you sell records. They see you married to one of the most famous women on the planet. They don't see you as somebody that has made decisions that are impacting the world because they're high, thought out, ingenious. They want to work with you just because you're a fucking name brand, dude. Like, how did he? How does he not know that? Or does he know that, but yet has to say that it's because? Or is he just that fucking stupid that he thinks that people want to work with him and they want him involved in a project because he's got shit figured out and then he's a genius? I, I mean, the fucking star fucker celebrity worship that goes on with companies and people it's mind-blowing uh, that, you know, 
and just some of the shit that he talked about, it was so, he's so all over the place and so scattered and, and so, um, ex- exaggerated and, and it, dude, it reminded me of Trump. Like it really reminded me of Trump. And then it just made me think that fucking Kanye yet West is overrated. Overrated, dude. He's fucking overrated. I don't think he's... I've never... I don't even know if I've even heard a song that he's done. Well, if I think I have. Of course I have, right? I couldn't name you a song he's done. But if it was really good and it came across, I think I would know. You know what I mean? I pay attention to it enough to think that, you know... I've heard him flow. I don't think he's got good flows. I think it's fucking basic as fuck, really. I don't think it's genius. Definitely don't think it's genius. Fucking Eminem's fucking way more lyrically genius. Fucking Dell the Funky Homo Sapien is fucking way more lyrically genius. Kanye's just fucking average, you know? This production shit is like whatever. Fucking LP from Run the Jewels got way better production and fucking way more um, outside the box, cool fucking ideas. Um... Kanye's just a fucking, I don't know, man, that, like I said, it took me a few times to listen, and I still, I didn't finish it, I didn't finish the podcast, they talked for three hours, I'm maybe an hour and a half in, I don't even think I'm halfway through, it just, I can't, I can't do it, I can't follow the dude, he's all over the place, and it, and he thinks he's making a point by going all this long way around about stuff, and and you know Joe's trying is fucking Rogan's doing his best to like, uh, sort of mold it in a way that makes sense. And I don't know, man. I think he was just giving him a lot, uh, him giving him a lot of pass. And he said he's all maybe I'm you know I'm a big fan and I want to see you do well and I want to, but fuck, man, it just I don't think it was a good look, man. It just made me go. It made me think oh i guess i was kind of right about dude because he ain't shit it just that's how i felt i just felt like he ain't shit i just felt like he's overblown and given way too much credit and i don't know why people are on his fucking nuts as hard as they are i don't know man it just nah didn't didn't wasn't into it man it wasn't into it um i don't know fuck him whatever it is what it is Right? It is what it is. Fucking Kanye. Um, let's do this. What's the week I react to the number one song in the country? That's what we do. That's what I check out. Uh, I'm a 46-year-old metalhead, and chances are number one song in the country isn't going to be a song that I know or have even paid attention to or even give a fuck about. Um, I think we're in, I don't know, the song that's number one, I already forgot what it is, but it's been number one for a little while, and I did it a while back. So I had to go down. I think this is the number 10 song. You know, So all the songs are in the top 10 I've reviewed already and I've reacted to. I had to go down to uh, the 10 spot, song number 10, to uh, to get a song that I hadn't heard. Sorry, not trying to hear this yet. So this song is um, the number 10 song in the country. The song is called Lemonade. It is uh, it's Lemonade featuring Don Tolliver in Nav. All right. Uh, that's who it's featuring. The song is by Internet Money and Gunna. G-U-N-N-A. Gunna. Internet Money and Gunna. The song is called Lemonade. Featuring Don Tolliver and Nav. I don't know anything about this shit. I don't know who any of these people are. Don Tolliver and Nav. I don't know who they are. I don't know who... Um, Internet, internet money. What a dumb fucking name! God damn, that's a dumb name. Internet money and gunna, gunna. He's as in like 
G-U-N-N, G-U-N, gun, gunna. Well, he's a gunner, but no, he's a gunner. He meet, he's shooting people. That's not cool. Shooting people's bad. Anyway, let's uh, let's see what fucking shit show this is. I don't know what anybody's talking about. shit down I don't even want to hear the rest back in my day if you were an MC and if you sounded like another dude you were biting and biting was bad you didn't copy somebody else's shit all these cats sound the fucking same It's like they all, like everybody wants to sound like the other dude. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know if these are internet dudes or fucking SoundCloud rappers or, you know what I mean? Because like, there's so many of them and they keep coming up and they end up on the charts. And but there's no originality in any of this shit. All these songs I've been listening to in these past few weeks are just they sound like. Other people's, you know, sound like the song that I did before. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's a style of rapping that is seems to be the thing to do, and then there's a style of uh, production that is is super like generic and eight oh eight hi hats and hand claps and and then the vocoder on the voice it has all every and then using eight oh eight bass as bass lines. Everybody's just, I mean, I guess that's a trend now for music, but it's just like, it just seems like it's just all the fucking same. It's exactly the same. And there's no originality and there's nobody sticking out. You know what I mean? There's been a couple of songs I've reacted to that have got a little bit of a different thing and maybe somebody's doing, a, um, doing something different, but man, most of these songs are just... Kaka, man, kaka. No originality. I'm sorry, but it's whack. Um, but I don't know, man. Something um, 
we're due. We're definitely due, I think, for some uh, some kick in the pants musically. We're definitely due for that uh, that Nirvana moment, that something so new and so different and so drastic that it changes the, there's that paradigm shift, you know. Um, we're really, really due, and I hope it happens Something's got to come out of this fucking pandemic quarantine. People been locked in their rooms, fucking not been able to do anything. Coming up with something cool. That's that's all I can hope for. All right, let's get out of here. Let's do the thing that we do at the end. Earworm of the week. Earworm of the week. The song that has been stuck in my head. Um... Very interesting earworm of the week this week. Um, so uh, a song came on. Um, a song came on my uh, my uh, shuffling of the. I can't fucking I can't pull this shit up without it fucking starting to play half the thing before I'm ready. Um, a song came on in, in the shuffle. I always put my i my Apple Music iTunes, whatever you want to call it. I put it on shuffle like 97% of the time. Put it on shuffle. Just let songs play. I got fucking a shit ton of material in my Apple Music. It's um, it's a lot of music. A lot of music. A lot of music. A lot of it. Heavy metal catastrophe. But there's a lot of other stuff too. And uh, sometimes a song comes on and it triggers an idea of another song because maybe there's a part of the song that sounds very similar to another song. And I wanted to actually play an example of the first song and how it triggered the actual earworm of the week this week. All right. So this is a song called uh, Take a Little Bit by Eddie Money off the No Control record. This song came on. It's a great song. But it reminded me of another song, just because of the way it starts. So that little little keyboardy thing happening. I've had the other song stuck in my head ever since I heard this song a couple days ago. Alright. That's fucking Eddie Money, right? So that's Eddie Money. But then that triggered the fucking other song. And where did it go? God damn the law. All right, you sons of bitches. Where'd you go? This one. All right. Anyway, Earworm of the Week this week. Triggered by Eddie Money's song. A little song by a little band from New Jersey called Bon Jovi. And the song's called Runaway. So Earworm of the Week. Bon Jovi, Runaway. That's what we're going out with this week. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for uh, checking out the podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, yada, yada. You know the drill. Uh, tell your friends. Big drop-off in listeners this week. Well, I don't know if I pissed people off with my sports talk or what, but I had had like half the listeners of the last episode that I've had in the past. I don't know what happened. Maybe you're just tired of my shit. Uh, maybe I'm fucking, I'm, in, I'm being canceled and I don't even know it. But um, I don't give a fuck. I like doing this. I like talking shit to the ether. And I like you people um, chiming in. I've gotten a few texts, a few uh, 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 emails and uh, DMs or whatever. Keep that shit up. Uh, Hit me up at uh, Sean underscore Boyles at Yahoo.com. Sean, S-E-A-N. Okay, if you're looking at the podcast and you see my name on the podcast, because it's called the Sean Boyles Podcast, the most original name for a podcast ever. Not really. Anyway, um, be good. Keep it dirty. I'll check you guys out next week. And I hope this thing sounded halfway decent throughout the whole thing. Hope there wasn't too many crackles. I'll listen back. If it's too shitty, I won't even post it. And I've wasted a fucking hour and a half of yapping at you. Sorry. Uh, be good, keep it dirty. Check you guys out next week.